nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to a new year. New everything. Um, same old us. Edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... A man who has put on three quarters of a metric ton in weight over Christmas, I have to admit. Ah, was that the uh, Victoria Crimbo Assortment Biscuits in well, any way? You know what? It's it's this thing, isn't it? I always do this. When I, I'll pop to Aldi with the fine selection of meat and automatically I think have to have all this um and so i did i had everything um and i think i realized maybe was the time to stop when i realized there was still an awful lot left and i thought well the thing to do is eat it all yes and then i can't eat it after today save you eating it consequently i had venison for breakfast yesterday that's all right that's well, you'd all think, right, you know. Spent a long time on the lavatory uh, over the I'll last couple of days. I'll bet you oh, did. I'll bet you did. The cost is dear. Oh, it really was. But uh, thankfully now, there, there's no food in the freezer. So. No, you, I, I've shat an antler and I'm free. That's it. <laughs> so, so and now I'm drinking a smoothie, which I've convinced oh. myself will undo all the damage I've done over the past fortnight. Ah, well. you old smoothie. What's in the tobacco rum and party yeah. poppers and a cracker? Um, Pipe of poppy. Um, Pipe of poppy. I, yeah. I don't actually know what's in it. It's not very nice, though. No, I would smoothies put some sugar aren't. in it. Smoothies no. aren't. Put some sugar in it to health it up. Um, well, this is the thing. You yeah. look at that and you think that, that looks nice. That looks like a nice drink. And then you taste it. And it's, no, it's deceptive. I saw a boxer on the telly who used to say you had to put your sperm into uh, smoothies. What, so, mine? He wanted uh, me to put mine in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Carmichael sperm is the thing. Mike Tyson thwerve by it. Um, so, or is that Chris Eubank? I don't know. Um, they all love it. They all. This love is it, a strange you? time of year, isn't it? When it gets to this mm. sort of, we're starting to, you know, the days are sort of lengthening very, very uh, imperceptibly. But these afternoons have all the hue of a sort of. It's that kind of blue of an old Ford Anglia at this time yeah. of year. Um, it is. Well, it's what? It's 20 past four as we record this in the afternoon. And looking yes. out there now, it's not It's not as dark as it was. And it's no. a lovely light. It yeah, is a lovely light. It's I nice. Admit, but I do miss the dark. This is one of those sort of Ryan's daughter lights, isn't it? This mm. is kind of uh, Sunday staggering home drunk full of, full of divinity. And uh, so after you sort of church, pub, home... Um, yes. You know, there used to be an old boy who used to go in the Haydock reading room and he'd sort of smack the table at about four o'clock in the afternoon and say, right, time for my argument. And then he'd, <laughs> and then he'd leave the pub and go home for his argument, which uh, was always scheduled for 4.30. On the dot, don't be bloody late. Um, I, I admire that. I think that's that's wonderful. That's the sort of... That's what I aspire to. Yes, fighting f- fighting is better than loneliness, as they say. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Absolutely. The, the married life. Um, this is something that I, I was fi- I found curious um, recently. I was doing my uh, bi-yearly rewatch of Faulty Towers, which is never a bad thing at all. Bloody hell, that's strong, oh, isn't it? it? Oh, yes, but it's good, isn't it? It's good it's stuff. It's good, but I think that I sort of shot my lord with that when I used to get them at the video shop when I was about 14 I think I've, I think I've oh, watched you, them. you had three yeah, yeah you had three episodes yeah. on each one one I Basil the Rat and yeah I can't remember can't remember what but um, it did strike me in that because you look at Basil and Sybil and you think their relationship's awful yeah mm. but 
is it? Uh, because you know the, the psychiatrist episode? Yes. Wonderful. Um, where, Basil um, Henson. Basil Henson, wonderful. wonderful Leathery-faced man. Leathery-faced and tobacco her. Um, where There's the confusion where he's asking Basil how many times a year he manages to go on holiday, and Basil thinks he's asking how often do you and Sybil have sex. Yes. And he gets terribly flustered, and then he says, well, now you come to mention it, two or three times a week. Yes, but he's lying. Is he lying? Because he yes. seems to be very confident in this. Well, of life. course he is. He's he's trying to convince the psychiatrist he's normal. The trouble with the trouble with Basil is that he is preoccupied with status and what people whom he perceives to have uh, high social indicators, such as psychiatrists or what is it, the Duke of Melbury and the other one who robs him. He's, uh, he's, he's Melbury, obsessed yeah. with their opinions. Yeah, that, that's his, that's his thing. So he wants this psychiatrist to think he's normal, and so he just acts ever, ever more. And that to the point where the psychiatrist says at the end, doesn't he? I'm on holiday. Yes, you know. But but then, if you had Prunella scales circa 1979 oh, around, oh Jeff, well, oh, two oh, or Jeff, three oh, times oh, a week. Oh no, oh no, danger, lad. No danger. <laughs> two two or three times a week. Bloody hell, that'd be a slow week. Well, yeah, but this is just what made me think. Well, is he is he lying, or is 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 this a side to Basil? Well, and they sleep in separate it's beds. The thing that keeps them together, they do. They sleep in separate beds. So I suppose maybe he gets invited over. Yeah, um, you know, you... I'm not certain. I don't really think about things in in that great depth. Ooh, uh, uh, to be honest with you, Paul, I, I know that. Um, there's, there's the two books that he did, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, the games uh, surviving. I can't remember. Simon put me onto. I've ordered them. There's a card on the mat. I've missed them arriving. Uh, was it surviving the family and surviving life that he wrote with that psychiatrist in around about the time of Faulty Towers? Um. Yes. Yeah. And what's the other one? Because he did one of his own thing that was Cleese so, Encounters. Right. Uh, so he's well. he's always been sort of obsessed with therapy and. And, mm. and stuff like that. And he's very sort of, his stuff's very Freudian. It's very, you know, Python as well is very layered, isn't it, with the, the Viennese School of Psychology. I'm sorry if I sound gruff, everyone. I think I have COVID as I can't smell or taste. Um, yes, my, my sense of taste deserted me yesterday afternoon. I, I realised as I was putting a, uh, oh, where's my lovely joke? I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even wrote it. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the band. Anyway, they're from Leicester, the shit. <laughs> what are they called? I, I don't know, dear. They're from uh, Leicester and the shit. Anyway, okay. I noticed my sense of taste deserted me yesterday afternoon when I was putting on a album by Kasabian. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> <coughs> oh dear. So right. yes, I'm not very well. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the shit. I shouldn't be here, lad. You shouldn't. No. You know. now, is this uh, nothing to do with over exuberance? No. Not no. a drop has passed my lips this mm. this um, this uh, Christmas. That's the word. Yeah. Um, That's not not a drop. I'm uh, I'm fully committed to my uh, continued abstemious nature uh, after falling down the stairs. Um, which we now have a sister podcast that you may have noticed. I don't know if you yes. have. Uh, yes. In which I talk about that. Get your shit together. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, no, I'm sort of, I'm committed to that. I wouldn't, it's been tough. It's been yeah. very tough. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the whole world around you is sort of ho ho hoing, uh, and you're kind of you know not. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. sort of difficult, but then you know it's 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 all about what you um, what you perceive are the are the benefits or otherwise of doing something. And well, that's true. But then again, are you particularly are you ever particularly asked about New Year? Because I no. find it so difficult to to be at all interested. No, I, I I spent New Year. What did I spend New Year doing? I don't know. Note. I think I watched. Um, I watched something on on that on the stick on the Amazon stick. I watched something under your year. stick, Vic. Oh, that's it. I, I watched something on that rather than doing anything because I can get. I understand the solstice. Love the solstice. Longest mm. day, shortest day. Absolutely, I can get behind that as being important, as being something you know ancestral. Lovely. But thirty uh, first of January, not asked. Don't care. No, I think that we all have that uh, danger of sliding into that um, that process of association, don't we? You know what I mean? We mm. sort of associate events with things, um, and yeah. So after you know some some shitty New Year's Eves, one one just doesn't want to engage with it really this is all going down a cul-de-sac here because i'm ill and um, yes. and, and i'm being miserable so uh, apologies well, let, let's, all. let's pull that back um so what's the best thing about the last two weeks it ending <laughs> I, I would say um okay. <laughs> what is it is it rising damp where rigsby's like I, I can't wait till we get back to some sense of normality um, I think it, I think it's rising damp where he says that. Um, no, it's 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 just fucking. It, it's just being ill over Christmas. You know what I mean? It's it, yeah. it's kind of tainted it. Not being able to taste anything. That's that's tedious. Uh, did yes. you get any nice things for Christmas? Um, I, I got I got I've got some pajama trousers with pheasants on. Oh, I see. I, I approve of. Um, I, I got that. What did I get? What did I get? I, I got a Cigaros LP. I like oh, a I bit of cigarettes. No, sadly not. No, I, I do like a bit of cigarette, cigarettes, and they're made up elfin shit. I yes. like that. Um, um, I got. I, I've eaten a lot of Maltesers, which Have leads you? me to a point. This leads me to a point. Uh, I realised something as I've got older. I find more and more difficult to stand. And to illustrate this, I've dragged this out the recycling. Um, because uh. here we have a perfectly normal box of Maltesers for the boys yes. and girls at home listening on the wireless. And that you, when you finally manage to open the bloody thing, it tries to befriend you. Oh, aye. As you can see, it says, drum roll, please, or just shake the box. I don't like that sort of thing. What, I've what's realized, that? What does that, what does it even mean, though? It, it's trying to make, it's trying to be my friend. Essentially, it's sort of trying to be matey and chummy with me, isn't it? It's going, oh, let's have a joke together. This, I don't like that. Is this an attempt to stop you eating them? No, it's just an attempt. I'll be your friend, and then you will. It's a shared experience between us. No, it's not. I don't need Maltesers to be friendly with me. It's a bit like pot noodles, right? If you Mm. get a beef and uh, beef and tomato pot noodle, it says on it, "Why not add a dash of tomato sauce? Why not fuck off? Don't tell me what to do with a pot noodle. I hate pot chumminess. Pot noodle butties, yay or nay? Yes, good lad. Absolutely. I I knew I could rely on you. Absolutely. Not toasted, though. I couldn't do them toasted. No, super noodles on toast is all right. Super noodles on toast, pot noodle and sandwich. I got a great super noodle hack, which I learned from the cheapo noodles, which are made by Coca, that you get in Homeless Bargains. Do you know the ones? 
Oh, I do, yes. Yes, so what they, the instructions on their packet are that you soak the noodle block in hot water, then drain the hot water, then you know the powdery shit. Then you just sprinkle that on and, and toss it in the powder. Ooh, and uh, it retains the flavour and sass. Absolutely not. Honestly, honestly, Paul, it, trust me on this. You get all that MSG. It's like, oh. And if I discovered that myself, that would be lovely. But I don't need these people trying to be my friend and well, saying, hey, well, why not do it like this? Well, leave me alone. To eat yes, my pot noodle, to eat the, my Maltesers. Drum you, roll, please. No, absolutely you only know not. The other infuriating. Method of, of cooking super noodles from the packet as well. Yeah. Whack them so, in a pan, boiling water, boil the shit out of them 10 minutes because you forget about them. Yes, eat them. Yes. That's it. I yes. don't need... It's not It's not hoop cuisine, dear. I don't need anything like that. Pot no. noodle. Uh, so super noodles and baked beans were a, a, a doly favourite when, when I was younger, when I was on the dole. Now that, now, that would have been when you could get stuff from Quicksave, which was a This was Aldi, actually. Was that Aldi? See, yeah. I loved Quicksave. When I was at uni, I'd lived in Crewe for a bit, uh, and there was um, there was a Quicksave in Crewe. And as I remember, you could get three P beans, a can of beans for three P, mm. and a loaf of bread for five P. Yes. Oh, I ate. Well, I didn't eat like a king, but I ate. No, you didn't eat like a king at all. Didn't Maybe like king, king of the slums. That's it. These um, days I have venison for breakfast, but back then. Yes, how the times beans. have changed. They have. They have. How they have. Uh, yes. No, I used to get the old spinnaker bread out of Aldi. I think that was 11p. I'm not sure. And you mm. could get beans for 8p. Mm. Um, and I think noodles were 8p as well. So you could live for a week on like three quid. And, and happily. And happily. happily. Well, and that's because you had all the money weight. for ale. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's true. So not lose weight at all, in fact. No. But, no, no, absolutely no. I Yes. Better. Better then. Yes. Yes. Mm. But we do sound like old farts sort of longing for the past. Well, I just long for, for quick saves some days because it was cheap. Yeah. I don't think it yeah. was any cheaper than the rest of them, though. Oh, no, I don't remember being able to get three P beans from anywhere. That was impressive. No, but they I didn't mean, taste I, of beans. But no, no, they didn't taste. But no. but they filled you up, and then I could go over to Clancy's and just drink loads of Worthington, which at the time was all. And then I can't remember anything else. So I'm no. all for that. That was uh, cock out behind the jukebox territory. That wasn't it by by oh, seven o'clock that night. Oh, absolutely, yes. yes that's that's yes. what you have to have. But yes. um, so, yeah, no, that was that was Christmas, really. You know, a couple of couple of nice, nice bits and pieces. I got myself. Um, what did I get? Oh, I got myself the two um, Peter Cushing Dalek films on Blu-ray. Oh, um, yeah, because they've been uh, restored. But what they seem to have done to restore them is make them look really gritty. Okay, I don't quite understand the point of that. But um, but they're there on the shelf now, at least. So, how yes. do they make them look gritty? Well, Bernard Cribbins <coughs> got stubble. Well, no, what everything's just got this light layer of fuzz. It looks like when I used to try and record things off S4C, um, mm-hmm. because they were showing early episodes of I Love Lucy when Channel 4 weren't. So, I tried to record them, but when you tune it in, the signal wasn't great, so it was just sort of covered in a layer of static, and they look a little bit like that. And they're saying, well, it's because of how it was filmed originally. Because originally it was filmed in Technoscope. (coughs) 
And Technoscope is like the poor man's 35 mil. So it's like quite thin uh, mm. pictures on the film. Right. So consequently, it's got less information per picture. So ah. what they seem to have done is enhanced the fuzz to give it that true techni- right. Technoscope look, um, which I find odd. Mm. But there we go. Yeah, they're still very good filmed. Still, yes. Yes. Fair point. <laughs> um, a good point. The DVDs looked nice to my recollection. I've got them up there. They, they did the DVD. I've got the DVDs up there as well, actually. And you think, well, no, I should go to Blu-ray, and then I can see the rel counter. No, yes. no, all I can see is fuzz. But but all those early synths in the titles, they yes. were uh, generally wobulators, weren't they? That they had. That's doing right. Those. Yeah, absolutely wonderful stuff, though. But uh, no, there is a part of me that thinks, yeah, bit of normality now, because and it, it it wasn't a normal Christmas. God knows what's been going on. Certainly not the government. So if we can get any sort of normality back now, just a little bit. That will do me nicely. Yes, me. yes, a little normality. That would be nice. Um, mm. Yes. I, I don't mm. know, really. I've been so out of it with this bloody cold or whatever it is that I've had that uh, it, it's kind of all passed me by. Uh, I believe mm. that Tony Blur has been... Uh, he's not been knighted, is he? He's been made a knight of the Royal Garter, of which there the are Garter. only uh, ever 24, and the hand picked by the Queen... They are, yes. He's right up there now, you know, for his uh, wonderful achievements. Murder a million uh, kids. In you come. In you come. In the establishment proper now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's happened. I don't think anything else has happened newsworthy, or I've not watched the news, one or the other. I do seem to have just been able to stick to this thing of not watching the news, because I'm, I'm not interested. It's generally I, I, a, a decent natural disaster at Christmas, isn't there? Yeah, I don't think there's been a natural disaster. I mean, normally... It's COVID, think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah tsunami can't, or something like that. Can't afford them. All the money's gone no. on the COVID, yes. That's it, yeah. So uh, that didn't happen. Uh, what else did I do? I read... Um, St. Helena as kids. Remember that? Uh, what? Oh, S- exploded. The eruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a that. Christmas one. Yeah, I remember that. And there's footage. Now, is that the one where basically the whole side of the mountain comes That's down? That's it. And there's footage of that, isn't there? Really poor quality footage mm. from, like, looks like it was done on a stop-motion camera. But you can just see the mountain. Half the mountain just falls off. It's one of the yeah. most impressive things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, they don't make them like that anymore, them Crimbo disasters, mate. They don't. They don't. I mean, well, you know, Poseidon Adventure, St. Helena, Towering Inferno, COVID. Yeah. There's no comparison. There's no, no there's not. Really, Erwin Allen there? wouldn't have directed it like this. He'd have made it much more exciting. No, there'd have been aliens. There were. Do you remember all the fake videos when this started of people falling over in China on the street? Yes, putting the hands that out. Sort of thing. That's the last time Erwin Allen directed anything. I right. reckon they got him in for the pilot episode, and then he, he they couldn't afford him. And right. the rest of the time, they've given it to. Bill Bags or somebody else. Bill Bags. <laughs> <laughs> and he's oh, not it's in there. That resentment. <laughs> we bit. do like a good Carmichael resentment. Uh, a little bit of resentment. They never die. Um, they never no, die. Oh no, no, they never die. No, they no, no. Die. Push in front but, of me at the lunch queue when I was six. Oh, your card is marked, Sonny. Forever. Your yes. card is absolutely marked forever. Um, but uh, now, apart from that, there was something else. Hang on a sec. I'll tell you what it was. Um, 
which I was I was reading up on. I was I've yeah. be, I've uh, been reading. I've got a book uh, about Charles Dickens. Dickens, eh? Dickens, Eddie. Um, so I got Let a book me fix on him. my you, camera while you do that. Then go on. You, you fix your on. camera, and I'll waffle. So, do you know about his relationship with um, uh, Hans Christian Andersen? No, because it's ge- right. It's genuinely fascinating, right? Hans Christian Andersen adored Charles Dickens, but like a bit too much. You know, he proper seemed to seemed to love him. But the trouble is that Hans Christian Andersen turns out to have been this massive pain in the ass. Um, and he dropped by to stay with the Dickens family at some point. And of course, Dickens had something like ten kids, and then suddenly Hans Christian Andersen turns up, apparently to just stay for a week or so. That was the original thing, um, but it, it didn't work uh, go like that at all. So um, he basically moved in uh, with Charles Dickens and his wife and ten kids. Uh, and on the first morning that he woke up, he announced that it was um, it was custom back home uh, that uh, Charles Dickens' eldest boy had to shave him. And Dickens obviously was not enamoured with this idea of this boy, yeah, shaving people. So had to organise for a coach to pick him up to have uh, take him away and be shaved every single day. Um, then he read a review of one of his stories that wasn't brilliant, and apparently he threw himself on the ground, screaming and crying for a full hour, just like had a proper tantrum there, um, which is you know wonderfully stressful way to behave. Um, and uh, just just this awful, <coughs> awful, annoying man. And he had these little habits, so he'd just like to cut up newspaper for no reason at all and just leave it in a pile, which he would do with the Times. Sounds like Patrick morning. McGee in the birthday party. Does a bit, actually, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in the end, apparently, uh, Dickens had a sign made, uh, which he kept in the house, which says, uh, Hans Christian Andersen stayed here for five weeks, which to the family seemed an eternity. Uh, which was Five weeks. Five weeks. He turned up, had tantrums, cut up bits of newspaper, kicked off at social events, and, was just, and, and tried to get his boy to shave him. Isn't that wonderful, knowing that Charles Dickens was that pissed off? Because apparently J- Dickens was a right bitch. Um, and very yeah. good at cutting people off, um, which didn't appeal to um, young Mr. Allen. Sounds like you. It does a bit, doesn't You're it? You're good actually. at cutting people off if they've I'm wronged you in a if they've in a, wronged me a queue when you were oh. six. Oh yes, I can cut people off. Yes, that's no problem for me. I'd oh, like yes, to see that gone. dramatized with uh, Danny Kay and Timothy West. That. Me cutting people off, or Dickens doing? Dickens and uh, yeah. Hans Christian Andersen doing a Christmas. That would be a wonderful thing to see. I, well, Simon Callow could do it because he's played Dickens a he lot. He could, he could, he could. Yeah. But he's getting a bit Robert Hardy with his Churchill, isn't he? With his Dickens, he's kind of he done it actually. a few times now. You know, Robert yeah. Hardy. I don't know. I think he played Churchill eight times in various productions, and and I love Robert Hardy, but. There's something of the sort of car- caricature about his church. You know, he's kind of that kind of Churchill, whereas Albert Finney as Churchill in The Gathering Storm is is kind of like, it's it's, it's not an impersonation, is it? It's, it's an acting job that Finney does. It is, yeah. But, I mean, then again, I, I like... 
I like a broad impersonation. Yes, well, you like um, you like the sort of Victorian actor manager quality that Robert Hardy brings to stuff. Oh, I, I mean, I love him as Siegfried Farnan. I love him in the stalls of Barchester, where um, he's kind of he's reined in, isn't he? By uh, is it Thelma Barlow um, who plays opposite? What's her name? Bloody um, thingy off Coronation Street. Is it oh, Thelma Rita? What's her bloody name? That's Thelma Barlow. Is it, it is her? Thelma Barlow, I think. What was it her name? I can, all I can see now is Des Lennis doing that. I don't really know, Rita. <laughs> Mavis, Mavis Barlow was the character, so it weren't Thelma Barlow. Mavis no, it wasn't Barlow Mavis was Barlow. It was Mavis Bold. No, it was Mavis something. Yeah, no, it was right, Mavis but... Barlow. Come on, shall we Google it? Yeah, let's Google it. She wasn't Mavis Barlow. She, she wasn't was. related. Was she? she wasn't related to Ken Barlow. Mavis Barlow. Thelma Barlow's the actress. Anyway, I was right. With the same surname. Let's have a look. I'm, no, uh, Ma- nah. hang on, hang on, hang on. She was Mavis Wilton after she married. Mavis Riley. Ma- Riley and then Wilton, that's it. Absolutely. Do you remember when Derek Wilton used to fuck off around the corner in his car and pretend he'd gone to work for about six months? Yes, and what was he actually doing? Oh, he was, he'd been sacked. What I used to like about that actor was, apart from him looking like Michael Dukakis, is that mm. he had her all around the edge of his head, and it's only when he bent his head down he had a completely bald head. Mm. Wonderful, though. Whoever the, he and then was. One of the many people, and I think it was, uh, there was a producer brought in called Brian Parks to Coronation Street in yeah. 1997. Um, and... All he was known for was basically going into soaps, upsetting everybody, and then and then leaving. And so, and so he was known as the Axe Man. And he immediately came in and just went, uh, six of you, sacked. Out the blue, just gone. Right. Um, and uh, Peter's uh, character was one of them, um, who died of a heart attack after a road rage incident. And I think that was why Thelma Barlow quit in the end. Because right. they had such a good working relationship, such good characterization, loads of sort of like mileage that they could cover. And yet this producer, transient fly-by-night, as Robin Day would say, came in and just basically went, gone. But then, Peter uh, Baldwin, he was called, wasn't that's he? That's it, yeah. Which and is he pleasing ended up... when you consider his head, that sort of enormous tonsure that he yes. had on top of his head. Yeah, he ended up, um, he had um, a toy shop in Covent Garden. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Which sold marionettes and things like that. And uh, I went in a few times, and he was just in there serving very happily. Um, Did he never move into the old Michael Dukakis tribute act scene? Don't, don't believe so. No, I think after... That's after a damn Corrie, shame. I emailed, after Corrie, he didn't act. I emailed Freddie Starr's agent one night, drunk, hmm. because, I don't know why, but I'd seen Freddie Starr on summer. You know, he'd lost some weight. It's about 10 years ago or something like that. Maybe longer, probably longer. And he'd been on some and he'd lost weight. And I thought, he looks just like Robert Kilroy Silk. So I pissed, emailed his agent just saying, I've got a suggestion for Freddie's new act. (laughs) What he does is, so he does a Robert Kilroy Silk. And I never heard anything, you know. It's a shock, uh, isn't it? uh, Yes, 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 that's it. I think I was pointing out the fact that, um, what's his name? Jim Bowen had successfully started uh, imitating the Pope. And I thought that, you know, a, a Robert Kilroy Silk and Jim Bowen as the Pope, it could be a new thing, you know. Oh, no, there's a, there's a sitcom I'd watch. There's one you'd watch. Jim Bowen thinks he's... The, they're in a loony bin, right? Yeah. And Jim Bowen thinks he's the Pope. 
Um, Peter Baldwin fixes Michael Dukakis. Um, what's his name? Freddie Starr's Kilroy Silk, who yeah. every morning, you know, this morning, um, even though it wasn't called this morning, but he used to say it this morning. Um, and, um, yeah, shit like that. Anyway, Robert Hardy. So I yes. thought he was good in the stalls of Barchester. I thought that Thelma Barlow sort of clipped his wings in the most appropriate manner in that. Um, there was an element of restraint, wasn't there? But we are talking about, what was that, 70, 71? 71, one. I think. So... You know, he wasn't the full the full Hardy by that point. And he sort of progresses, doesn't he? So by the time you get to All Creatures, you've got he's just shouting at the microphones beautifully. It's just loud as you like. And and everything basically becomes Robert Hardy performing. Yes. And and I love that when you get that with an actor like Robert Hardy, where it's like, oh, I don't have to act, I can just perform. I have love you seen that. him in uh, the Master Blackmailer, the Sherlock Holmes Brett one? No, I haven't. He yeah. plays Charles Augustus Milverton in that. And, uh, does he have a good shout in that? He's actually quite restrained. He does this funny accent, which is kind of obviously meant to be um, a sort of... Uh, is that very nice, is it, dear? It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's the sperm. It's the sperm. It, it's so um, Chris Eubank swears by it. Chris, he does. He says, what the bloody hell's <laughs> this? Um, um, yeah, he's quite restrained in that. He does a... It does a sort of... It's kind of like a cockney bloik. <laughs> it kind of uh, does a... For the benefit of our listeners, Paul has just downed a large glass of, of well, sewerage, I presume. Sewerage been, and sperm. Uh, ad- adulterated by the sperm of a British heavyweight champion. <laughs> I don't know what voice day, that was. It was that. It was that was Dennis. It? Dennis. Uh, Dennis know. Norden. Dennis Norden. Well, who talked like that? Can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> little bit. Little bit. Come on, darling. A little bit. John Hurt, I suppose. Um, yes. The fuck am I on about? Um, no. <laughs> don't do <laughs> podcasts when you're ill, kids. Um, we were on about. Oh, yeah. R- so he's sort of doing this Cockney. Um, mm. Who's trying to be posh, Charles Augustus Milverton? And it's a great mm. line, and it's like, yeah, here we are, boggling at terms. Uh, oh, there's some great lines, and it's uh, it's like, uh, I'm surprised at you, Mister Holmes, getting so warm over a trifle. Um, and and him and Brett do this <laughs> bit, which oh. is dead good. But it, oh. he's quite restrained in that. He wears little glasses. He's got his. I think that when Robert Hardy's got his hair combed back, he looks. He's quite different. You know, when he hasn't got his part in. Mm. It's a theory. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I mean, yeah. In, um, what's it called? The Incredible Robert Baldick. Mm. That's magnificent. Mm. That's man. Now, why didn't that go to series? Wasn't it that something else went to series and that didn't? And I can't remember what it was. Now, there's a show that should have. It was something that was a bit too similar. Weren't yeah. they doing a classic serial that was very similar to it, and they thought that it I would think it was something like that. undermine it or something like that? Yeah, it was. It was something like that. Um, but God, that would have been good. It was great. Good. I mean, it, it was sort of like a bit of a fantasy of Doctor Who, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really. was wonderful stuff. But uh, I watched a biopic over 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 Christmas. Now, this mm-hmm. is quite something, because obviously, mm-hmm. first of all, it's a film. Yes. And I don't like films, because they're no. too long. Yes. Um, as I was <coughs> explaining to you um, via WhatsApp earlier today... I've, the cinema causes me terrible problems, and when, I, when yes. I'm in charge, I will close them. 
because I don't like them. You don't like them. I do not like cinemas. At How all. about if they were to show Laurel and Hardy uh, shorts and champion the Wonder Horse? Okay, that's different then, isn't it? Because then only certain people would go. And I think so. I'd... Poor children paying with jam jars on a Saturday morning. Right. No. No. Obviously, no. No, we can't have that uh, because they'd be noisy. And this is the problem with cinema: people go in oh, there and make noise. Mm. And I don't know, why Why would you want to go there to make noise? Go to a discotheque and make noise. Do something like that. Don't go yeah. to the cinema where I've paid probably, how much is it, £7 or something? I've no idea. People sit on their phones. They do. You've got that and then you've got people eating crisps and that's the worst thing in the world. I hate people who eat crisps near me. So you've got, you've got that and then you end up just sat there listening to the noises of people. It's the yes. most awful thing in the world, cinema. So yes. I ban them. Um, or, you know, you establish that sort of like that reasonable point where you say you've got to have a certain income in the house income bracket, and you've got to be yes. educated to a certain level and then you're allowed to go to the cinema. Otherwise, So perhaps not. there'll be a quiz. Um, okay. It could be on your phone. No, because people would cheat then. People cheat on phones on quizzes. No, I'm not having that. All there right, should be a written so exam. There should be a written exam. So they're going to have to turn up, what, an hour before the picture? An hour earlier, and hour it's just earlier. general knowledge about things that right. I find interesting. And they complete the exam. It's not a quiz, it's an exam. And if they get through it, they're allowed in. But they have, te- they have their phones taken off them, and food and drink is not allowed into the auditorium. Oh, no. That's that. No. Uh, so, I couldn't get to watch the new Star Wars, because I couldn't answer the three questions on the Hayes Code. Exactly. So no, you can't. You can watch it on Netflix or something. But so I watched. I watched a biopic, and it was on Amazon. Mm. Um, it's the strangest bloody thing because it was about you know Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz when they mm. started doing I Love Lucy, and you know that the way that they had to work to get that done. It's a fascinating story. It's genuinely a fascinating story. And the the things Lucille Ball did, you know, she invented the whole thing of shooting things with three cameras and then editing it later. Um, All of these different amazing inventions. And what this film does is it ignores all those and makes up other brilliant things. And I I find that very strange. Hmm. So it it credits all sorts of things. Oh, this happened, that happened. But you've left out the things that actually did happen. Yeah. I find that very strange. This yeah. revisionist thing. I don't get It's that. a strange thing, isn't it? People always want to put the sort of signature on things. Mm. You know. They always want yeah. to do stuff like that. Um did they didn't they split up after that show or something? Or did they, they they did shortly after I think they 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 got divorced in 1960. Yeah. Um but I love Lucy started in 51. So, you know, it's got a hell of a history to it. It's amazing yeah. when you watch that because, of course, it's made on film and the, and the quality of the prints is pristine. And you watch it, 1951, and then you watch something like, you know, Quatermass Experiment mm. from 1953 and it looks like it's just being shot on rope yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but it, this is the amazing thing. In, in Desi Arnaz, you had this person who came up with that idea shoot it on film, shoot it on three cameras, edit it later, think about syndication, all these all these different things. And they completely ignored 
the fact that they came up with that idea. They they ignored so much, just left out loads of interesting stuff, and then yeah. put things in that aren't true. I find that such a strange. Approach. You can imagine that they probably thought, well, what does that mean to the man on the street? You know, what 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 does that sort of innovation mean? And this is the problem. This is the problem. You've but hit on the problem. But this is when you've right got arbiter, arbiters of of the public. Uh, intelligence that's what you have now you have people who think no the public won't like this yes the public will like that and so you've got people imposing their own prejudices on t- which is a bit like you'd be no 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 well, okay in a way yes but also wrong because what i would do is i would give them the facts and they may be boring and they may not want to watch an hour and a half on amazon about how desi Arnaz came up with the three camera studio system but i don't care because it's important and i think that's what we need to return to you need to return to saying to the public no you can't have what you want you're going to watch this instead because it's important but they, d- they don't get what they want they get what Good. those people want well Right, well, certain people should have what they want. Other people should have to put up with it because they'll be better for it. I think that if you give the public credit for intelligence and and you create good, solid entertainment, I think that's what they want. I think they don't like I don't I think that most people will just sit and watch the the shit that's served up because that's all there is. That's very true. Talking of which you mm. probably won't have seen the no. uh, the New Year's Day Doctor Who special. Absolutely not. Now, do you know, I there I was that close. I was that close to being able to say to you, you missed a good one there. I'm going to send you it so you can have a watch. Mm. That close. Yeah. Because what it was, was it's Daleks killing people. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the story. They turn up and they kill people. And yes. they've got these fancy guns which can shoot about eight lasers. Right. That's good. But all of a sudden, because you've got John Bishop. All right, I know, disapproval. No. I know, us again I know. next week. No, 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 hang on. Right, you've got John Bishop there who suddenly says to the not very well-defined female companion, does she know? What? Does she know how you feel about her? And this female companion going... No, I haven't told her. Should tell her, then, shouldn't he? Are we making the lead character of Doctor Who a lesbian now? They have to shoe on in sex all the time. There's no room for hanky-panky in the TARDIS. John Nathan Turner said that, and I'm with him. Absolutely, and he was spending most of his time running around trying to widen boys. Well, yes, obviously, but he didn't do it in the TARDIS, and that's the main thing. Absolutely not. So that was that was so disappointing because I sat down. And I thought, oh god, this actually feels all right. This this is a nice bit of just people being murdered on mm. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then suddenly you got that bit. And it's like, well, are you going to tell her? What? No, gonna no. T- no, no, because now in my head, what I've got is William Hartnell having lesbian sex, and that's not an image I want. In fairness, you were often thinking such thoughts. I do, but of of my own volition. I don't want it in there because no. somebody else has made me think about it. That that feels dirty. If in the back of my mind I've got the idea of William Hartnell with breasts performing a sixty nine, whilst forgetting his lines, that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Join us next week. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yes, I th- I think I think that, that it's either this this COVID thing <laughs> I've got or or you just jumped the shark. Um. 
but um, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you like, if you like, well, Paul, I remember no, I having a set like... of those cards when I was a kid. Yeah, but no, I don't like. I'm not, I don't like it when it's on BBC One and they're telling me Doctor Who's a lesbian. Uh, no, he's not. No, I'm sorry. It just very upset confusing, me. dear. It's terribly confusing, so I can't recommend it to you. No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Look of disgust there. No, I can't. Absolutely no. not. No, Doctor no. Who's shit. I'm sorry, but it is. It's absolute crap. You know, it, whether it's David Tennant clicking his teeth or, or whatever, you know. The last good episode of Doctor Who was The Unquiet Dead. That was Dickensian. That was nice. That, that was good. Uh, we're back to Callow as, as, you know, before he bloody played out his uh, obsession. Yes. Um, He's getting the last drops there, are you, dear? <laughs> yeah. Down the hatch. Oh, down the hatch. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 shit. No, Doctor but it shit. might get better now because they you know you've got Russell T Davis coming back. Anyway, let's not go down the the who path because we always did. Do. You enjoy it up until that point, right, right and, up until that point. But then, and all what of a minute sudden, did that happen? Oh, annoyingly, about fifty minutes in. Of a, of a one-hour special. So you're going, oh, this... And it's literally, they're turning up and people are just being murdered by yeah. Nazi bins. Like, this is good. This is the stuff. This is what it should be. Yeah. And then suddenly, it just everything stops. Whilst they're, whilst they're running, they're literally running from the Daleks. And then uh, we'll stop. And then, have you told her, uh, says him. There's like, no. Why do you have to do that? Now, the public don't want that. No. No, they just they don't. don't want John Bishop. No, I don't. Nobody wants John Bishop. No, is he still in it? That f- other annoying bastard off the quiz. Well, He's let me tell you this: it. he got killed yeah. by a Nazi bin. No, no. Oh. Let, let me let me tell you that because, of course, next year, this year, this year now, twenty twenty two, it is the one hundredth anniversary of the BBC. Right, something that I can be proud of for once. Um. And so there's a Doctor Who special with Jodie Whittaker and the lesbian girl and John Bishop, and they're bringing Bradley Walsh back for the 100th anniversary no. special episode. No, 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 no. It's upsetting, isn't it? It is. It's dreadful. It's dreadful. Just, just get Tom Baker on telly That's reading it. the novelisation of Genesis of the Daleks off an yes. auto cue. Yes. Just get, get, just get Colin Baker on and just say everything. Since I finished, there's been a dreadful mistake. Let's <laughs> let's continue where we were, um, and and rewrite it all. Yeah, all right, I'll go with that. Yeah, it's been dreadful. Oh. It's been dreadful. This I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, it sounds like it sounds like they've had some brilliant people involved uh, cast as the Doctor, and that mm-hmm. the stories have just not been up to scratch. I wouldn't know, but that's what it sounds like. There's been some dodgy writing over the last few years that has. Mm. Yeah, there's been some crap, essentially. Yes. That's the problem. So is but that all you watched on telly over Christmas? Um, uh, I watched... Uh, I, I continued watching Not On Your Nelly. Um, That's just self-harm. It's it's quite painful. The first yes. episode, you think, it, oh, this is passable, this is all right. By about episode four of series one... The rest of the cast are just looking at Hilda Baker with hatred in their <laughs> eyes, not as the characters. You can see that they're sort of performing as the, as the actors doing the comedy, but you look at their eyes and there is hatred in their eyes uh, for her. Um, 
Uh, no, a pain in the ass. So the, oh, she I'm, was suffering like a, with dementia. I mean, what year are we talking? Uh, seventy. Is it seventy six? Yeah, she was starting with it then. She was. Yeah. Well, there. Is, all right. There's that. But I've, I've been watching the adventure game. Okay. That's all right. You know, yeah. but that bit of bit of nineteen eighties CGI. Yeah. Um, that's all right. Um, but there's been, well, I'll tell you what, what I've noticed is, is this, I was about to put this on the shelf, uh, cause I thought, well, I'll keep it. And it's the, it's the double edition Christmas radio times hmm. literally haven't opened it. No, I, I haven't looked at a page no. of it. 1974 it me... step tall, 1973 oh. step tall, uh, yes. 1976 likely lads, uh, rising damp, yeah. uh, Christmas special. What else might be worth watching? Probably a carry-on or two. Yeah. Um, and, and the Dad's Armies, they'll have put my brother mm. and I on, no doubt. Mm. Um, aside from that, what are you going to watch? It's just all shit. Well, Christmas Day, there was uh, a Morecambe and Wise that they've not shown since 1970. Um, was it a Christmas one? No, it was a random one. So, uh, unpopular from... opinion here, the Morecambe and Wise show isn't very good. Mm. The Christmas ones are great, but the yes. Markham and Wise show isn't very good. You know, Generally, it's just like, mm. oh, here we go, you know. There is a bit of that, isn't there? I'm, they're, they're too long. Mm. I don't understand why they didn't have the, the standard 30 minutes for the show. They're always 45, 50 minutes, and they are they just go on a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, there's some brilliance in them. There's some oh, yeah, brilliance there's some in amazing them. stuff in them. But there's a lot of dross. As well. Oh fuck yeah! The stuff um, where they're in the flat is always good. The musical yeah. numbers are always good, uh, mm. but there's there's some like you get some really shit music guests on there. You do, don't you? you? Do. You're just like, oh god, have I got to endure this? I watched mm. the one uh, two Christmases ago with the IRA song in it and all that, and that was just like, god, this is shit. The IRA song. Yeah, they did a, a the IRA song was just. Just before the troubles hit, it's about 1967, the one they showed. And they're all like doing, ah, now the IRA song, and they're all in a bar, diddly, 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 hey, 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 you know, IRA, and all this, like, Kaboom. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, there's none of that in it, you know. It's it's back when, you know, the IRA was a bit of a laugh, you know. <laughs> it's just something that we all did after the pub. <laughs> you know, so, so that's the way they made it seem in that. I think Dave Allen may possibly have been on it, I'm not sure. It's kind of like an Irish-themed one. Okay. Well, I mean, that anyway, it was worth watching. It's the only thing on Christmas Day that was worth watching, apart from the Queen. Cause always nice to see the Queen, the I know. I know, I know, but, you know, she's still going. Well, did you see that the internet was full of um, people saying that it was a CGI Queen? Queen. I did see some of this. Yeah. yeah. Did, and that I reminded me this. of, uh, do you remember Jeanette Charles? Mm-hmm. Who was the oh, yes. impersonator who looked nothing like her? Nothing at all. Yeah, she's still working. Is she still going? She's still working, yeah. Still doing it. I saw some pictures of her as the Queen now. Still um, not looking like her. And so, um, yeah, the the conspiracy theory is about, oh, it's not, it's not the Queen. They've got the ears all wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, amused me, amused me. Um, if it was Jeanette Charles, I'd be very happy, though. I'd, I'd love that. That would be good. That would be great, yeah. I think she's in a Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, isn't she? She is, yeah. And she's in a, a Doctor Who playing the Queen uh, in one oh, of McCoy's. She? 
Yeah, she's right. in uh, Silver Nemesis as the Queen. She looked um, like, I would say, Princess Margaret, maybe. Yes. Maybe yeah. she looked like that. She had that sort of Windsor gob, didn't she? She did, but not the queen. The rest of the no, face. No, she doesn't look like the queen at all. Too thin no. a face. Queen's face is too round. Take it note is, if yeah. you're currently uh, sat at a computer programming her for next for next Christmas Day. Um, yes. Or if you are Her Majesty who's tuning in, because we know you're a regular listener. We know you're a listener. We're going to put the bi-royal appointment on the titles. Yes. Um, <laughs> did she say anything you liked? Well, no, I mean, it was, you know, it was just because her husband's dead. And mm-hmm. so she talked about that. And it was for, normally it's just this very bland, you know, monotonous sort of speech. But this one actually had a bit of a, a personal touch to it, really. You just went, oh, must be a bit shit actually for her this year. Yeah. You know, her husband's dead. Uh, middle son's not doing the best, let's be honest. Oh. Mm. Um, and and you're stuck with your eldest son who talks to trees, and and that's your Christmas. Do you, you know? think that they have the same kind of psychology as normal people? I don't. Well, what do you think's different? So, for a start off, they get sent to these schools where they're completely brutalised as children, so that it knocks any sentimentality out of them, aren't they? You know, mm. um, you hear Is it Gordon's talk, Town that Gordon's Charles went doing, to? Yes. Yeah. Brutal. Um, so they send the kids to these schools so that they knock any sentimentality and softness out of them. Mm. Um, the royal family have been very clever because what they realised hundreds of years ago is that it's no point just leaving it all to your ear to run this stuff. So it's a big corporation of advisors and stuff, isn't it? So the royals themselves are at the mercy... Of, well, they're not at the mercy of, but it's, it's kind of... You're not just, like, out there on your own. You're, you're a product and you're part of a team as such, of which you are merely the public face. Um, so it's, it's not a family as such. It's more of a corporation. And then you've got anecdotal evidence, haven't you? Like Princess Diana saying they have ice blood flowing through their veins. Yeah, I so, wasn't keen on um, her. She owes me a thousand pounds. Yes, yes. So you know, I, I take anything she says with a pinch of salt because you know that was that was my wage for the week, and I want it. I still yes. want it. I'm still owed it. Um, but no, I. It must be. A, it must be a bloody peculiar thing to actually have your whole life minute by minute mapped out in that way. And do you get any say in it? I don't think you do particularly. I've no idea. Which is no why idea. I I can understand why you would bugger off to the other side of the world and live in America because. But you you're a protect- royalist, aren't you? <sighs> it's difficult. This it's a bit like how I'm I'm a left wing, a left leaning conservative. Ultimately, I well, I'm not. I'm a, cent- I'm a sort of slightly left centrist, but with conservative values. Um, I'm from a poor working class background, but I believe that people below a certain wage level shouldn't be allowed to go to the cinema um i i i love churches i love a church service i am an atheist i i'm a confliction i admit with with the royals i i think string them up but also i i think the queen god bless her i don't i'm just terribly confused mike Mm, very confused very confused yes i think that a lot of breeding i think that a lot of people after her personally uh, giving Blur his gong. I think a lot of people have turned off her, which is good. 
But did um, she personally do it, or is this something that's been done? The the uh, Knight of the Order of the Royal Guard, Garter, mm-hmm. is personally selected and appointed by her. We that's are the, told. That's the one that she has control of. Right. Uh, or well, you open mm. some short start centers. Mm. I, yes. I got paid. I, I got paid some money for those as well. So, yeah, but the sort of million dead Iraqis. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I got fifty quid to hand out some vouchers though at a short start center. So you've. Got I'm to not sure these that. Uh, I think that's scant consolation. Um, to, to the people of Iraq, maybe. To the people of Iraq, maybe you could send them a postal order. No, absolutely not. I earned that money. They can't That's mine. It. That's mine. That's absolutely mine. They can't. <laughs> they can't have it. The Carmichael uh, Code. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I shall cut the people of Iraq off. They are. They'll be removed from the phone book and not replied to. Quite so. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I have absolutely no love lost for the royals. I don't see the point of them. I don't see the function of them. Well, is that because of your upbringing, though? Because your nan wasn't the biggest fan. No, my granddad loathed them. Yeah. You know, he used to pound the table saying things like, parasites living off the backs of the working classes. So you could say there was a little resentment in our house. A tad. Toward the royals. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I, I think that... I think that when they move forward into the new era once... Once she's gone, and I don't know, will Charles be king? Will they just skip and go to Ed? Uh, what's he called? What's the, what's the lad called? Uh, William. 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 Well, I mean, God Almighty, though, Charles has been waiting for this job for a long time. It's it's very late, isn't it? Because he's going to be seventy three when he gets his first job. There's there's, there's got late. to be a reason for that. Was she still alive? No, no, no. You don't. You can hand it over. Yeah, you could, but you, she probably doesn't want to. She probably quite likes being queen. She probably bloody does. I don't blame her. I'd like being I, queen. I, I could do it. I could um, very easily do that. But maybe he's just that bloody fucking barmy that mm. she's like, no. <laughs> it could be that. No, you, you're not having it. You can't have it. What's your hang on until he's dead? If you go on the internet, you like arguing on the internet. If you I want do. to get in an argument on the internet very quickly, right, wade in on the uh, Harry and Meghan stuff. Oh, okay. Yes, I have. I have dipped a toe. Have you? That was. That was. Yes. It's amazing how quickly the attacks begin, isn't it? Just. Well, you don't have to say much there. But then again, just earlier today, because I was bored, um, I dipped a toe in on two other things. One of them was the J.K. Rowling uh, issue, because oh, um, I... nobody likes her anymore. No. And so I, I just said, oh, can anyone send evidence to me that she's an anti-Semite? And apparently me asking for evidence of this was... Uh, tantamount to me basically wanting to uh, begin the Third Reich all over again. That was a bit strange. So I I had to immediately sort of step back from that one. And then the other one was, do you remember that alpaca called Geronimo who got killed? Hmm. Yeah, in August. And there was a joke, a little quip about it on the news quiz. And so someone's posted a link to that clip from the news quiz back in August on Twitter, and suddenly, whoa, this is why we need to close down the BBC and all this sort of stuff. So I just <coughs> went in and I said, look, I'm sure there are worse things that we should be <laughs> angered about more than this alpaca. 
Turns out I was re- I was replying to the lady who owned the alpaca, and she doesn't agree uh, that that's right. the case. And she's got a lot of friends who also disagreed. So once again, right. I had to withdraw quickly from. I've almost been cancelled twice today, but yeah, that's not good bad. going. You see, I don't know how you can be asked. I just find it funny. It's a bit like it's a bit like people are into blood sports, isn't it? You know, you lay the trail and say, now let's see what happens. Off we go. There's yeah. a little bit of that. But then I lose interest after about five minutes, and then people keep replying, at which point I have to do the old technique of just cut them out, gone. With a yes. simple reply that says, that might be your point, but I am having to mute you, gone. Yes. And then I can feel that I won. Right, I see. Is that how it works? That's how it works in my book, yes. Absolutely. Right. You see, I, I never ever enter into these arguments. I observe some of them. Mm. But I find social media is kind of... I put things that I want to put out on there. This sounds incredibly, incredibly selfish. So I'll go on there and put things I want out there. And mm. I'll have a little scroll on the home thing. And then it's just like, <coughs> oh, God, this is all the same thing every day. And then mm. that's it. Then I won't bother. But so, no, so you, you you don't you do like to occasionally get rid of accounts, don't you? And you, no, had enough. Yeah, I do. I, I'll think. What do, what do they call it? Uh, park it? Not park it. Uh, deactivate. Yes. Yeah, I'll do that because I just I, I can't be bothered because what you've got to realise is that you are drip feeding your subconscious all this stuff. You know what I mean? What that I'm right, I'm drip feeding it that. Well, that's if that's what you're getting out of it, then that's fine. Generally speaking, I've not found anyone who's come up with a reason why I'm wrong yet on anything. Yes, but I've noticed that your account occasionally's got that little padlock on it. Well, if you upset Ah. an alpaca owner, then you occasionally have to go, I'd better hide from the alpaca people. There we go. As I am having to do right now, is that all quick hide from the alpaca people? Ah, you got the padlock on again. Got the padlock on again. They're a bit All fruity, right. the alpaca folk. See, you're Ina Sharples in the outside bog. I absolutely am. <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're yes. keeping Albert Titlock out. I am, absolutely. You go out there, throw a few rocks, and we'll run away. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I shall, I shall stay hidden from the alpaca folk for the best part of a week, I think. Right. Well, I think that's a good place to end this week's uh, gab, so, yes. As, yes. as as we're both quite pooped, um, yes. and I shall return to my sick bed. Um, you do that. So hopefully, um, we shall see you all next week. So until the next well, time, have a oh, yes. you've got something to say? Sorry, well, I was just going to say because I'm not even sure what day it is today. Is it Monday? Yes, that we're doing this one. So this is Monday, so we should be back in less than a week, shouldn't we? Less than back a week, dear boy. Regular slot. So there we go. Okay. Oh, but please, on the other hand, do follow the Twitter account at Nice Things Show that doesn't have a padlock on it because we don't put things on no. there to upset alpaca owners. No controversy. Uh, do do uh, follow uh, at Nice Things Show on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and and all that yes. sort of thing. Yes. Yes. Do that and give us a five star rating on iTunes. Only five stars, all five. Thank all you. Fives. Okay, until the next time. We will see you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Presented by Sir Michael Livesley and Lady Paul Carmichael. 
The music was written by Michael Livesley, and the flutes were played by Andy Frizzell and John No Jokes Please Lewis. Nice Things is a Guilty Dog production. Nice thing.